Then, it was one of those wide open windows, hair loose and messy, sex in the park kind of summer days. The temperature was hot in the sunshine, but very comfortable in shaded spots, and the breeze lilted enough to caress the skin of any outdoor wanderers. Mackenzie Martin had made her way around the park once before sinking onto a bench. She was slightly out of breath, though she wouldn't admit just how out of shape she was. It was a source of irritation to her best friend and roommate, because Mackenzie was thin and shapely, despite her habit of snacking and her complete lack of an exercise routine. Even with her lovely curvature, however, she clearly couldn't jog around a small park over and over again. She slid down the seat, propping her head against the backrest and sighing. Sure, she had planned on going for a run, but this was just so nice and relaxing. Hey! The voice had ripped through the peacefulness only for a second before a warm, heavy mass launched itself onto Mackenzie's lap. Her breath and vision were obscured by a large quantity of fur. She struggled for air. Prince! The giant thing was wrenched off her in one swift movement, leaving her coughing unpleasantly. Oh, it's Mackenzie, actually. <sighs> she wheezed. She rubbed her eyes clean of stray hairs and studied the scene in front of her. A man knelt on the grass with his arm hooked securely around the neck of a huge St. Bernard. The dog was panting with its tongue lolling out of its mouth in a rather jolly sort of way. I was talking to the dog, the man replied. He had a brilliant shock of chocolate-colored hair that fell over his ears in curls, and his toned muscles were displayed deliciously through his tight white tee. As he grinned at her in obvious amusement, Mackenzie had to make an effort to keep her jaw from dropping. Hmm, right she said. She was still breathless, although it was no longer entirely attributed to the dog's overexcited greeting. So, Prince, and you are? Royal. Of course you are. She tried to keep her inclination to stare under control. Thanks for the rescue. Well, it was kind of my fault that it happened in the first place he said, and then his entire persona seemed to shift. His gaze on her focused more intently, almost becoming shadowed. When he continued to speak, his voice was much more gravelly and hoarse. I usually keep my pets collared. Now, just hold still now. His soothing voice was completely at odds with their high-tension surroundings. Very good, baby. He slipped his hands delicately around her neck, brushing his fingertips over her collarbone. She shivered, and he drifted his touch upwards to her throat. The thick leather felt cool on her skin, but she was so heated and aroused that it warmed her temperature in only seconds. He pulled the collar into place, and fastened it snugly until it encircled her neck entirely. Sitting back to admire his handiwork, he pressed his lips appreciatively to her sternum. You're beautiful, my pet. This collar suits you. The delighted purr in his voice was all she needed to glow with pride.
but the comment added to her fulfillment. Thank you, my liege, she whispered. She craved to look up into his eyes, but it was not her place to look. So she continued staring obediently at the ground. Stand? His voice was firm, commanding, and domineering. She climbed to her feet at once, her gaze unmoving from the spot on the floor she had targeted as her focus point. With movements so slow that it was reminiscent of a human trying not to startle an uneasy animal, he cupped his hand beneath her chin and lifted it gradually until they were face to face. Look at me, he murmured. She submitted carefully, raising her eyes to meet his. As soon as their gazes were locked, he crooked a smile and grazed a finger tenderly over her cheek.